0: Welcome to Podmakers. Do you ever wonder how podcasting could help your business, or even if you're doing business right? Do you ever wonder what it takes to start and maintain a podcast, or about the reasons for starting and maintaining one? Do you ever wonder what other business owners and podcasters are going through behind the scenes, away from the highlight reels and shiny filters of social media? Wonder with us on podcasting and how to show up intentionally and be heard. Hi, Karen. Hey, Casey. How's it going? Good. I'm so glad we're back recording today. These are always fun sessions for me in my day.
1: I agree. I was really looking forward to this this morning and last night and that we have a whole bunch on the schedule coming up. So I'm really excited for like the regularity and for us to get to chat regularly. Cause I feel like last time I talked to you, I was like, oh wow, it's been like weeks. So this is wonderful. Yeah, this
0: is nice. And y'all, because we batch, like we have like a fun little recording schedule that suits our needs and our lifestyle, which, you know, we always highly recommend everyone try to do. And so we kind of like record every week for a month. And then because we publish every other week, it like, it stretches out longer than just a month's worth. So we have stuff in the can. We have, you know, our idea doc that we go off of. We just try to make it as simple as possible to show up and really share value without having to worry as much about the publication schedule. And I feel like it's been working really well.
1: Yeah, I think it's working really well. I think I could work on my editing schedule a little bit so that we're like ahead It doesn't matter because it always catches up. Like I'm always editing weekly anyway for like other clients and everything too. So figuring it out. But I somebody in a disco call the other day that was like, can I batch? And I was like, could you batch? I'm like, I love, yes, we all love, everybody loves batching. Yeah. (laughs) And two, like we talked a
0: little bit in pre-show, you know, I don't mind working on episode length to kind of help with that. Like something we're testing and, I think we should always not always like keep in mind that we're allowed to test as makers yeah. as creators. Test your episode length. Like if an hour feels like you're just filling up an hour, then try shortening it to like 45, 35, something like that. I think that's what we're going to shoot for today. We'll see if it happens. Yeah. That's kind of our goal. And yeah, I'm 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 jazzed about today's topic about how to repurpose content mm-hmm. from your podcast. Yay! I think this is something that is going to come up for every podcaster, every pod maker. And today we kind of wanted to touch on like, what does this actually look like? And how do you do it well? And what type of content are we talking about? And just kind of dive into that. But yeah, generally and specifically how you can best repurpose your pod content.
1: Heck yeah. I think this is so important because so many times when I'm sitting with people on discovery calls, they're a little bit stressed out about the amount of work and energy that goes into creating a podcast and even the learning curve of what it looks like to learn to podcast and to launch and all of those things. And something that I really use in that discovery call spaces is the power of what the podcast can become for you as far as and i know that this is a kind of a separate dialogue but as far as how it helps you keep tabs on everything that's going in and on like with your clients with your business all of that it becomes i know i've said it in this space before it becomes a microcosm for you to really plug in and pay attention to that impacts your overall entire like business so like when you're thinking about content and this could be said of of other forms of content creation as well but when you're thinking about what to put out to your audience All of the time, like for coaches, what am I talking about with one on one clients? What is coming up in my groups? You've just like really, who is my audience? Who am I talking to? And that has such an overflow in all of your marketing and your overall business, but also the reverse as well, as far as like your podcast gives back to you in these really major ways. And you can give more energy to the pod and then take some of that energy that you were putting into social media and like having to create like i think my brain originally worked in oh if i do youtube i'm creating all this new content for you like reinventing the wheel in every single space right and that that's completely and totally not necessary in this day and age and also that you can dump that energy into your podcast and then reuse that content for everywhere else and yes. so i just think it's really powerful people get really burnt out on thinking like oh i have to reinvent the wheel in every single space and it's like no 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 my love like you can really produce your podcast episode and then use like whatever's in your po- in a podcast episode and we'll talk about this but a podcast episode being like 35 40 minutes it is a freaking gold mine for all of these shorter form content spaces right okay, the person's coming to my disco calls and they're like, oh my God, I feel intimidated by creating a podcast. But we're like, our eyes like sparkle and we're like, oh, but the opportunity is my friend. So like, why is podcast content repurposing like on your radar? Something that you talk about it? Like, what is what is it? Like, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah. And it's so funny that you said it's a goldmine because I use that word all the time. I think I even put it in my note. We are like so on the same page with this. Of um, because it's such, it's like a long, it's long form content, right? Like, so, and still, we do still have blogs and I'm passionate about blogs and blogging and that being even a separate thing from your podcast. But any type of long form content like that, that you're creating, that delves into themes that you're dealing with, with clients, specific topics, all of that stuff is stuff that you can reuse in your messaging and your marketing. You can hone it to speak to your ideal client, like using the words that they use, like you mentioned about coaching clients specifically, like what are people saying in your intake forms? Mm -hmm. What are the words people are using? For example, I work with a marriage and relationship coach, and she's really dialed into her audience. And she has this huge, amazing podcast that has like 150 episodes and going Mm -hmm. And she's very dialed into like speaking directly to those people. She takes language from the intake forms, the words that people are actually using when they're looking for help with their problems. Like when they're going to Google and typing in, you know, marriage coaching, blah, what are the words that they're using? Like, I feel stuck in my marriage. Words like, I want to change things, but my partner doesn't. They think everything's fine. Different things like that. And she really... She makes note of like the phrases and the issues, the way that people describe their issues and uses that like over and over. She uses it in her podcast. And then I repurpose her podcast content into, you know, her show notes and her long form blog, which is really, really good. And a blog too is also, I'm getting all like excited about repurposing platforms, but (laughs) it's a good way to. Because I write it for her, I pull a lot of it from her podcast and then I put a little bit of a spin on it based on like what I know about her brand and what I know about her tone and like the messages that she wants to include and I'll kind of sprinkle some stuff in there. But then she also gets a chance to review it and like say you forgot to mention something in the podcast and you remember it later. That's your chance to kind of add it to your blog and it can live on your website like that as like a fully formed piece of content with all the ideas in it. But I mean, even aside from long form, you know, there's ways to repurpose it onto social media platforms. And I think people get a little wigged about, well, do I have to be on all the platforms? Kind of like you said, like we feel like, oh my gosh, I have to reinvent the wheel. I have to be everywhere all the time and like put everything everywhere. And you really don't. It's like a matter of quality over quantity, really. And because your podcast is going to be such a high quality dialed in resource, like archive library of everything that your brand is and everything that your messaging is, it's going to be so much easier to pull from and send it to say you're prioritizing LinkedIn, optimize it for LinkedIn, and then post it, post it to LinkedIn, or optimize it for Instagram and post it to Instagram. And we can talk a little bit more about the optimizing, but I don't want to get too into the weeds about like exactly how to do everything for every platform. I think it's such a big prioritization of like our time and our energy and our business. And we have to be the guardians of our time and energy in our business. And when you have a podcast, I think you're kind of doing a disservice to yourself and your community to not make the most of it.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like you have so much, there's so much there, and you're putting so much work and energy into creating this thing. Like, even if it comes easy and naturally to you, there's just so much opportunity. And I think. That is such a big piece. Like, I think in online business, we're just asked to, a business generally, but I think in online business and especially being women, we're just asked to do more, 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 more. Like, just keep adding things to the pile, do them all well, do them all perfectly, get it out there. If you can't do it perfectly, pay somebody else that will do it perfectly for you. You know, like, there's just all of this pressure. And we have an episode on that as well it's called the pressure to be everywhere as business owners. So if you want to deep dive into that conversation a little bit more if you're feeling that pressure of productivity around like questioning are you enough, always needing to do more, all of that space, go check out that episode because we talk about a lot about that. But going back to what Casey said about your energy, like you are one person, your brain is one brain. You're tracking on all of these things and it is incredible and you're creating things every single day whether it be a conversation, whether it be a session, whether it be an email, whether it be, you know, like you are creating and also how can we optimize, how can we be extremely efficient and in a way be extremely honoring of not only your energy, but the things that your brain is creating. So, reusing a podcast just seems like a no-brainer in so many ways because we do have limited capacity we do have limited energy and if you do believe that you need to be in multiple spaces and multiple spaces can even be i have a podcast and an email list okay how are you reusing that content for your email list because if you are requiring yourself to write emails for you know four weeks every weekly and it's new content different content and you're requiring yourself to also create weekly podcast episodes, like, oh, my friend, like that is a lot of Content time. That's a lot of marketing time. That's a lot of content creation time. And at the same time, I also hear Casey saying, which I'm really, really passionate about, is optimization for the platforms. If you have the opportunity in this space to do this, like, and we'll get into this more as far as like when we get into like what it looks like. And also, like Casey said, we may not get into like the details of like what it looks like to optimize for every platform. But a big thing for me, like, people will be. I get weary of the two birds, one stone kind of thing, which is funny because you're going to be like, Karen, this sounds like semantics because like, that's exactly what we're talking about as far as repurposing content at the same time that we're not. So we have to keep in mind optimization. So you're not literally copying something on one platform and putting it in another platform. You're taking the content that was created and then literally mine, like mining, not literally, mining it for the things that would make sense in a different platform. So a big piece, I know I've talked about it in this space before, an example that I'm really passionate about is if you record a podcast like we are now, we're not going to just take these videos of us as talking heads with all of our mics in front of our faces and all of that stuff and put it on YouTube because that's not what performs super super well on YouTube it is another touch point of where people can find us and it's not worth our time and energy because it's not going to perform to the level that we need it to to make sense for us to be like downloading the videos mashing them you know like producing them putting them on the YouTube creating a description and everything that's different than our show notes which would still be optimization but like it's not two birds one stone it's you have this like incredible. I'm like, I don't know. What is the metaphor? You might have one that's better, but like you have this incredible like garden of things. How can you make, oh, this is a good one, Karen. How can you make a salad? Like how can you make a starter, a main and a like dessert or something from this garden? Not like. Yes. It's all coming from
0: the same garden versus like multiple little gardens. Like why would you, you don't have to go plant another garden. You already have one. Just Mm -hmm. use what you've got from this garden. You know, it totally makes sense to me. That's perfect, especially for you. Yeah. And and it doesn't make sense to completely and totally replicate the garden. Yes. You have to make it for that specific soil and area of sunlight that it gets. Like these plants might need direct sun. These plants might need shade, you know, like and LinkedIn might need more shade and Instagram might need more sun. And if you've ever seen an Instagram, like a post that someone you can tell originally posted on Instagram and they just copied and pasted it to LinkedIn, it looks so weird. It looks so weird. It
1: looks like that's exactly what you did. Like the platforms do it on purpose too. Like they don't want, like they're all different sizes. They're all different. Like they don't want that. They don't want that. And it's on purpose.
0: Very true. I never even thought about it from that point of view.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really passionate also about like within the content conversation and I'm continuously researching this and I've probably mentioned it in this space before, but as an artist first and foremost, I'm always wondering at how we can pre- like approach content creation as art versus like mm. this never-ending production, factory of like thoughts and content and things, right? And I think that the repurposing dialogue gets back to that of you pour your energy and your time into one thing and make it beautiful and make it good. And then you do the little parts and the little pieces of taking that one thing and spreading it out and making it good and beautiful, but spreading it out across all of these different places where people can find these nuggets. And Mm -hmm. it honors it honors not only your time and energy it honors the creation of the thing so it honors the it honors mm-hmm. the time and energy that you put in the podcast it honors yourself your body your time and energy your capacity but it also honors that like you did the one thing really well like focus for an artist and like diving into something is like really important so like yeah just to just to shout out like and and one of my guides in this space I'll shout out is father bronx his website is make art not content I think that this conversation like really spins out of that space of we are not just machines that like spit out these like roles and roles and roles of like new creation all of the time. We have to we have to choose our limits and our spaces. And then when we deem it necessary to be in these other spaces, there's a way to do it well.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh yeah. I'm really resonating with what you said about it being as like art first and content content second so we don't feel like we ourselves are the content mill that's really been an interesting point for me for the last several months even more so since like for some reason when the calendar flipped to 2024 all of a sudden I have so little patience for like just bullshit things that I (laughs) have like made excuses for in my business and stuff and like convinced myself or like had to cajole myself into doing because that's how you do it. Like that's how business is, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but I don't have to do my business like that. Like I don't like thinking of myself as a commodity. I don't like thinking of my services as a commodity. And just the whole, just like the general vibe lately of like, especially on social media and stuff like that. Instagram especially is like, it feels mm-hmm. like you're rewarded for consu- for your consumerism and then contributing to consumerism by like selling, selling, selling. Yep. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out my place in that because of course, as business owners, we never stop selling. <laughs> but right. at the same time, like how do you do that in a way that still feels right to you and ethical and like honors your artistic instincts and stuff like that? And so that's been a big thing I've been sitting with and I'm really glad that you touched on that.
1: Yeah. And can we renovate this a little bit that, that distances it from that consume, 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 consume to that like create, create, create and see what the mm. fuck happens, you know? Like Yeah.
0: Yes. So, but as far as like optimizing and how we didn't really want to get too much into the weeds about that, that's not to say that you should be afraid of your content like repeating itself. I think something that we get really up in our heads about is like, oh, well, I've said that before or like, even sometimes I'll say, haven't I said that on the podcast already? And it's like, no person has probably listened to all of our podcast episodes already. Like, that's just reality. I have not listened to every single podcast episode, even from podcasts that I love. And I haven't seen every single Instagram post from their account. And I haven't read every single email. So, you know, it's like, there's so many chances for you to take those nuggets, like you said, and mm-hmm. sprinkle them throughout like email, LinkedIn, Instagram, wherever you're at, the same general concept. And that, my friend, is like brand consistency. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to worry like, oh, they're going to see the same message again. Good. They need to know that's what you're about. They need to see it over right. and over mm-hmm. and over. Especially mm-hmm. if you're an online business owner. I read on LinkedIn the other day, someone that I really admire and follow on LinkedIn. I'll tag her as a resource in the show notes. Her name's Jessica Lackey. She's a very cool, like, uses tarot in her business. Beautiful. <laughs> business coach. Yeah. Who is very, like, ethical and very conscious. And she talks about realities of business. She doesn't, like, tell you it's time to stick 12 crystals up your beehole hole and, like, stuff <laughs> like <laughs> at noon on summer solstice. And all of a sudden, you'll wake up oh, to, like, no. a pile of cash kind of thing. Yeah. So, I will link her, but she mentioned people in online business, maybe because of like the barrier of us being like screens and people wonder, like, are you real? You have to make like something like 32 touch points with a potential client generally mm-hmm. before they feel like they know you well enough to buy from you. That's a lot yes. of touch points.
1: Yeah. And so, I remember.
0: Yeah. I'll link to her and her like amazing brain in the show notes, but it's just an example of how often we have to show up and show up and show up and say the things again and again and again. Because so many people are like vying for customer and client attention. And you and like, because it's your business, and because it's yours, it feels like you're saying, oh my god, I'm saying the same things all the time. But it's like, you have to be that repetitive. And so don't be afraid of your content repeating itself, as long as it's got like a spin on it, You know, you've changed your Instagram posts, like say you want to post to Instagram and LinkedIn, just make sure those look a little bit different. Like LinkedIn has a totally different text format than Instagram does. And people who are on LinkedIn frequently are gonna know that. And just the algorithm like engages with your content differently, Mm -hmm. if you're copying and pasting. But that's brain consistency, like the same Mm -hmm. exact people aren't going to see it every time. So don't be afraid of that as far as content repurposing goes. Yeah. And it's okay for like some of the same people to see the same message. Like it's not a big deal at all. Some people think that's like a no, no. And it's like, that's, that's actually really good. you want to, you want to be driving your point home as much as you can? Yes.
1: Because we're trying to, I mean, like we're trying to understand who people are and what they're about, like in our brains, like compartmentalize, they categorize, like all of those things. Like one, we can't guarantee with the algorithm and everything that each person that follows you is seeing all of these things. So you can't Mm -hmm. think of it as like, oh, I'm talking to this one person and they're consuming my emails and my podcasts and my social and, you know, like all of that. And I also am involved with some coaches that like, they have clients that say like, oh, I love like... It's really amazing how you're able, like, I've heard you say the same thing in the, in all, all across all of these spaces. And I think it's amazing because it also creates permission for people and it like reiterates. Like, I mm-hmm. follow a finance coach, her name's Shannon Brom Ward. She owns the whole budget and yes. she's incredible. Her content is amazing. And she also has like these really I have not gone through any of her programming. It looks amazing. I would love to do it. And also, she just said in an email the other day, like I know that I have to email you for six months to get you to do anything, which is like, Oh my gosh. Like, yes. Like, okay. So just thinking like people have to, and I'm thinking about like, Oh, what has she said? What has she been talking about? She's been talking about budgeting. She's been talking about, but really she's pushing a debt free, like get debt free course. So all she's talking about her main message in literally everything has been that you can get debt free like you can get yourself free of debt, right? So I'm like, that's what she's saying over and over and over again. I know that and I'm still getting sold. I'm still reading the emails. I'm still, you know, and I'm like super thrilled for her and really proud of her and want to be in that course, you know. So it's like, yeah, don't underestimate like your audience. And also, if it's a person that's like, oh, roll my eyes, they posted about that again, or they, oh, they talked about that on the podcast and they're talking about it on the email, that might be somebody that's not an online business. They may not just get it. They may not get it. And it may not be somebody that's for you. Like, just charge right into that question. I'm like, that wondering. I'm afraid that people are going to see that I'm repeating myself okay. Like,
0: <laughs> cool. I think of
1: like, Good. yeah, you know, like, so I contradict myself. I contradict, you know, like, so I repeat myself. So I repeat myself. Like, it's, you know, it's fine. We all do. Everybody that's in online business should be repeating themselves. A thousand percent. Yes.
0: So I just wanted to go over some specifics again, without getting too much into the weeds, but like, I think it helps to have specifics. So your brain has something to land on versus like this concept that we're talking about. So some of the specifics, like the first thing I would say is create with repurposing in mind. If you haven't always done that, like it's not a big deal, but it's something you might want to think about like moving forward. For example, something that I've done for every episode of Podmakers, when we're choosing our podcast title, I'll check and see like how those keywords rank. And again, like we don't have to get like too in depth with this. And I'm not saying like record your episodes based on keywords by any means, but it's like, okay, here's the general idea of where we want this episode to go. Let me just research a few keywords that should perform pretty well based on the content that we are already planning on doing. And that really helps down the road with like keeping your content focused because you're like, okay, what's our main focus here again? Okay, for this episode is how to repurpose content from your podcast. And so it kind of helps us stay on track and keep like the content really honed in on one thing. So another thing you can do if you are wanting to repurpose your podcast content, you can go back to your first episode and mine the transcripts for fresh social media ideas and this is awesome too again for brand consistency because you want to make sure people are hearing your message like more than once sometimes it can land differently like the third fourth fifth time people hear it if you package it up just a little bit differently and those transcripts from your first few episodes are awesome because like it's been, probably been a while since you published one it's not like fresh on everyone's mind but it's still going to have like really relevant helpful tips for people that you can go back and use. You can create swipe posts from some of your more like in-depth topics and just remember to like bold and bullet your text so that people who skim it, like, or, you know, skimmers, people who skim are still kind of getting the gist of what your overall message is. And again, like from that, when you're repurposing copy for social media, it does really make a difference when you optimize each post for each platform, we kind of already talked about this a few times, but an Instagram post just looks kind of weird on LinkedIn. It'll get less engagement from the algorithm and because people can tell, oh, they just kind of copied and pasted this from Instagram. And it's like, I don't know if you've been on LinkedIn lately, but it's like a whole different vibe over there than Instagram and so if it's not formatted, like this is for LinkedIn, this message is for you. People are just gonna to scroll past it. So just choose your platforms wisely of where you're wanting to show up and be sure you can commit to editing each of those posts for each platform. Another tip, if your podcast has tons of episodes already, you can bundle up your best performing ones and create like an accompanying workbook for those as a free course. I've seen some like really big name coaches do that i recommended it to clients, the marriage and relationship coach that I just mentioned a few minutes ago. I recommended that for her content strategy because that'll be perfect for her. She, Her episodes are like so value-packed. I was like, just go through and kind of like, Review the data, like which ones were the best performing episodes of like last year, for example. It doesn't have to be all of them for all time, but maybe just for last year. Bundle those up and offer those as a free course so people can kind of get an intro to you. It's like a really high value freebie. It's just a good way to introduce people to your message and how you work. And it's from your podcast. Like you didn't have to create anything new. I mean, the workbook technically, but the content and like the concepts and the ideas, like the hard part is already done. It's already been done in your episodes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I just had a couple more things and then I want to talk more about how you come at repurposing and how that looks like for you and how you do it really well. So the next thing is when you're... So it kind of goes with create with repurposing in mind, which was the first tip, but write high quality show notes that can be repurposed as like a short blog or an email. I think show notes are such a fun thing to repurpose. If they're written again, with repurposing in mind, where you can kind of transfer them to different mediums and still get like a cool, fun, interesting message across. If you're not already, transcribe your episodes and use your own words to write thoughtful new SEO blog content. So this is kind of what I talked about a little bit in the beginning. This is like 90% of the client work that I do is I repurpose podcasts into long form blogs that are SEO friendly. So SEO search engine optimized. I know the popular way to say it is SEO optimized, but it bothers me because the O already stands for optimized. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like search engine optimized, optimized is like how people say it when they say SEO optimized. So I try oh, to say no. like SEO friendly, you know, or something like that. Cause it it's like a personal <laughs> like tick or something. I don't know.
1: I mean, I would like like my copywriter to be honing in on these things and care about these things. (laughs) So like you're a word person. This makes sense. I am. I am a word person. And
0: again, like a blog is where you can include new thoughts that maybe you've had since the podcast aired or something you just forgot to say or a new perspective, like a eureka moment you've had since the podcast went out this is where you can add it in your blog and make it that much more valuable for people who maybe don't have time to listen to every single podcast episode, but they still want to keep like current air quote current with your content and like love being part of everything that you're producing and kind of want to support your art in a way They just like being in your in your art and knowing your words, whether that's hearing them or reading them. So those are my top tips. I think that was like six different little tips that you can think about when you are considering the specifics of what repurposing your podcast content can look like.
1: I love it. I hear all of those things. I completely agree. And things that like, my brain was working on some things while you were talking, just as far as like We can even create categories and maybe this is something that like Casey and I should create is like, or maybe this is something that exists, but terminologies are categories for types of repurposing content and like then like some workflows for doing that sort of content creation or repurposing. Because like I'm thinking of like, there's a way to directly translate your podcasts. So like if you don't have the time or can't hire somebody to do an SEO blog post for your podcast, then... Uh, something that I always recommend, something that I do on our show, even though Casey does the amazing show notes for us, is using the transcript on the website as a blog post, so that it's it's we can it's searchable. So like that's like a direct translation. Using an audiogram that's from your podcast and putting it on socials that feels like a direct translation. Sending an email to your email list that is just the like, hey, go to here's the episode, like, and then here's the email, like, here are the show notes for the episode, but it's an in in an email body. That's something that I do like that's a direct translation in my mind. But then there's these other ways. I hear Casey saying all of these more creative ways of using it too, as far as that content be- begets content in a way, as far as like you can go back through these episodes to mine for other forms of content, for the quote, the visual quote on Instagram, for the real, for you to be walking around your park in the neighborhood and talking about this topic. You know, the blog post that's the thing that you forgot to say on the podcast or something that you just wanted to go into more detail. I mean, there's a, we've already said, I think, five times on this episode of like, oh, that could be another episode. Oh my gosh, write it down, make it a reel. You know like whatever it looks like, just being a little bit more free form. And then there's also archive use is another category that comes up in my mind. So retroactively, so like just using the content that was already created but then retroactively going back. This is something that's amazing for if you have a VA or if you have just like a little bit of extra time or if you're trying to get onto a new platform. So say you've had a podcast for 2 years and you're like, "Oh, I think Pinterest. So I have a client that Pinterest organic Pinterest Works really, really well for them, bringing people to the podcast from their Pinterest. And then those people turn into clients from the podcast by going to the website, of course. So if you have this massive archive of like all of these episodes and you just hired a VA and you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know what we want to do, but I want to be on Pinterest. Oh my God, use your podcast. Like create like 10 pins for every single episode. That's like so easy. And you can even use templates or like whatever. So I'm just thinking of like these different like ways to think about it as far as like direct translation use, a more creative use, using it as a jump off point or archive use. You can use your archive. But like if you're going to repurpose, having workflows and having tools to do this... Are going to be so incredibly important. So if we just left you in this episode, and we were like repurpose your content. It's so important. These are general ways that you can do it. Like in theory, that would be such a miss because then you're gonna go, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I need to repurpose my content, but I don't know the specifics of what that can look like. So Casey, can you take us into the specifics of like what a workflow or like what it can look like to actually repurpose content?
0: Yes. Aside from like the specifics that I got into with my six tips of, you know, just thinking about like create with repurposing in mind, how to go back to your first episode, all that good stuff. The way that I work with clients and the way that I do for our own podcast is even though I've never considered myself like a quote unquote spreadsheet person, (laughs) I don't know if I'm neurodivergent. I might be. I seem to have a lot of like neurodivergent work qualities. And so spreadsheets actually really help me keep my brain organized. When I can see something laid out, it really helps me. And this might be different for you. You know, whatever your learning style is, whether it's like visual or you need to have something lined up in a different way, just lean into whatever is going to make it easier for you to stay organized and then just stick with that. But for me, for us, for pod makers, for the clients that I work with, a simple spreadsheet in Google Docs with like drop down menus and different colors and stuff like that. And like box checks, things like that really help me. So for example, I'll even just like pull up the spreadsheet that I have for our content calendar and just read. So I have a place for the publish date, the episode number. And then I have these checkbox columns where we can each check off the box for whether you know, when it's been recorded. Have show notes been written? Has it been edited? Has it been scheduled? And you can add categories as you go. Like you could add, like if you know you want to get started on Pinterest, you have your VA getting on that. Add a column for Pinterest with like just check boxes all the way down. Have they created something for Pinterest? Has it been scheduled? Has it been posted? For which episodes? All of that kind of stuff. It's really really helpful, and it sounds like a lot of work on the front end. And it is a little bit of time, but it saves you so much time and like frustration and just like all your energy investment down the line if you don't have to go back and like start from scratch and figure out, okay, now I think I repurposed this episode and I'm not really sure. And I know that, you know, somewhere along the line I got sick and I think I dropped the ball and maybe I didn't send those pins to Pinterest like I was supposed to. If you have a place where you know you can go and like, okay, this is my hub, from, this is my content repurposing hub. So for episode one, where we talked about, you know, this coaching concept that I came up with, here's all the columns that I have for it. Pinterest has been done. We repurposed this piece for social media. And just think about like revisiting that in the like, maybe make a theme of it for like the month or something like that, just to help yourself. So you're not having to come up with new topics and new concepts every single week. You're allowed to do that. Like you're allowed to do it however it feels right. It doesn't have to be a new idea every week. You can like stretch out your content, your social content, like say this episode, we could probably make social media content from this episode that we're recording right now and post like four different posts for it. So that's like a post a week, just like however feels right to you, as long as you can keep it organized and like it works for your brain and makes it easier for you. Like it's allowed to be easy. That's something I have to remind myself personally, especially when it comes to repurposing and like keeping everything like organized and detailed and all that
1: fun stuff. Yeah, I love it. And I absolutely do this. I have to have a system for it. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. And also, I don't use spreadsheets because they make me crap my pants besides the ones that like my clients use. I just have spreadsheet anxiety but every single one of my clients has a spreadsheet that has their podcast schedule on it and i think some of them have like their socials and stuff like that on it too but i think it's a probably a miss but they probably have these spreadsheets somewhere else for their vAs as far as like okay right. then like publish podcast, you know, and that's something I kind of rope it all into my publishing time. So when I'm scheduling an episode to drop, that's when I'm creating all of the other things. It's fresh in my mind. I don't have to do the transition period of like, wait, what do these show notes say? What's the title? What's the shortened? You know, like, and I actually will copy paste a lot. I reuse a lot of like content. So like my show notes is where I pull phrases or descriptions for pins. My show notes are where I find description or, you know, like whatever. Because I'm one person and I don't have ideally at some point, I am hiring Casey to be able to reuse this stuff on a different platform, like in that's made for that platform. I also make it easy on yourself, like Casey said, like create a workflow, create a system, create a plan. So every time I see edit pod, like you know, edit pod makers on my to do list, I have a to do list that then is broken down into every single task. That is a part of like publishing each show. And I think Healing Go Public is probably a better example because I'm doing it all myself. I know a lot of listeners here in this space are doing it all themselves as well. But so if I see release Healing Go Public episode, then that day when I get to it, I'm going to go and find my Healing Go Public to do list, which involves all of the things. So it's edit it's you know like all of the things that go into editing and publishing and then it's show notes da da, da 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 but then it's also socials and then that's broken down into the two spaces that i'm in not currently taking a break from instagram instagram pinterest and then also oh, i don't count this as a social media space but then email emails another thing on that list i also have templates in canva that i can just pop in pop in the episode number pop in the title my designer made these things for yes. me it's not it's it's really good for my use on the platforms right now i really wish to have something that visually changes all of the time ideally i could have a va that is also does design work also does canva stuff and can make something new that's like catching every single time and also what i can reach to and what my capacity right now is using templates for every single one so if you get an email that's a podcast that's a healing go public podcast episode for me it's going to have the healing go public you You know, it's usually something that is also used on Instagram, which is not ideal, but that's what's happening in the space. And then the pins are different and like they have all of their own kind of like data and stuff. So if it's not a spreadsheet, it's a list. I have templates of lists or templates of, and I do everything in notes, which is kind of funny, but like I hate Google Docs.
0: I use so, notes
1: too. I love it. So, I use everything in notes and everything's like a shared. Yes. I have all these shared notes with people now too. It's like really fun. And if you also can, if you do have capacity to hire somebody to do repurposing, it's extremely powerful to have somebody else's eyes and ears on your content. So at one point I did a trade with somebody a, a couple of years ago, they were going through the recordings of my group calls and pulling out you know, the things that feel really big, really important. So at that That's time, amazing. that space was more, I One, I was doing a lot of one-on-ones and a group call every single week. So I didn't have a lot of capacity. And also the things that I say to people all of the time in every session, I miss. I don't see that they're important. So like even the other day, yes. Casey and I were on a phone call processing through something and I was able to just kind of rattle off. Well, like that's, you know, like that's that. And she was like, oh, my goodness. Yes. Okay. Like, and I was like, oh, hey, can't you know, like because I'm content minded. Oh, hey, that's something to write down and that's something to make a podcast episode about because that might not be how everybody sees that. So that's an offering to the world. so. If you can get somebody else's eyes and ears on stuff, especially in that repurposing space of creation, somebody else can go through all of your transcripts and find these like themes and ideas while also having a list of your content pillars next to them. Or something else that I think is important, like the workflow is so important, but something that you may not think about within the workflow is that content begets content. So if you're creating, if you're in the creation space, this is true of artists. Also, if we're in the studio creating, there's only more creation and not in a productivity way, but just of a, like, when this is what you live, this is just what comes out. It's a momentum thing. It's a brain training Mm -hmm. thing. It's an access thing. So work in time and space, like in your schedule, that's not just like the, like, translation work, you know, like the translation Mm -hmm. work. But if it's important for you, if you're wanting to diversify your revenue streams, if you're at this point in your business, or if you already offer, it could even be a free download. But if you offer paid downloads, if you offer mini courses, if you do anything like that, that you could be honing your content for like, Oh, I said this in a podcast and it feels like it could be so much bigger. Oh, I have this hour or two in my schedule already on Fridays. It's for creation time. Oh, I'm just going to go, you know, like I'm just going to use that to create this workbook. It's on my site already, you know, like it's like, then it's like, oh, another $25 that people could be paying to get a deeper dive on this thing. I want to go back to tools. Something that uh, I know that Casey and I both use as a tool is Descript. And There's, and this is a really cool place for exploring AI also. ChatGBT, Descript has its own AI. You can use Descript to search your transcript and find quotes. It works some of the time, it works sometimes not. You know, like, and it's sometimes it's like, oh, your intro is the best part of your episode. And I'm like, oh, God, okay. But. So this is a great place to explore AI because it can find kind of some of those more viral quotes and that sort of thing and finds like sections and that kind of thing of the content that you've already, uh, already created. Or like plugging in a transcript to chat and being like, I mean, obviously this is a hard conversation because Casey's on the phone, but like, you know, like it's, if you can't access paying somebody to do this, but you still want to do this, there are ways and there are tools to do it. It's not going to be as good as a human hand on it and a human brain on it. And also it's a way that you can kind of like find things within the content that you've already created to use in different yes. spaces. So you can plug your transcript into ChatGPT and be like, can you make a blog post That out of this, or can you make can you boil this down into an ins? Like, if you're, I just hit a wall sometimes with my brain, I'm like, I can't possibly re envision this anymore. I can't possibly think about this anymore. Like, I just feel done and can use chat, chat GPT or GPT. It sounds like I say B every time or Descript to find some of those things, those jumping off points or those captions, that sort of thing. I think that can take us into like a little bit of an out as well as far as like one last note I wrote down that I really wanted to say is just that repurposing is so incredibly important and honoring, like we said in the beginning and honoring yourself and honoring your content and honoring your creation and honoring your audience. Also Mm -hmm. thinking about those 32 touch points, you've got to throw this thing in front of their face at least 32 times before they like See it, know it, like have it, you know, like Mm -hmm. or buy it, you know, like whatever it looks like. If you're just starting out, this episode could sound a little bit intense, as far as like, especially if you're just launching your show, you're already trying to wrap your head around show notes and like the publishing process and all of that. Creating, like I said before, creating begets creating. So, I remember when I created my business I had a friend in the same co-working space as me she had this amazing product packaging business she works in the cosmetic space so she has some really big clients and she's her business is based in LA she's amazing and I would always just be like Katie like How do you like, I'm feeling overwhelmed by like, do I go with Squarespace or Wix? Like I'm like paralyzed by this decision. And she was like, Karen, these decisions, like you grow bigger muscles. Like it's just like muscle training. Like what's hard in the beginning Mm -hmm. is not going to be hard in the future. Some things become second nature. So as you're learning this process, that's going to become pat and you're going to be able to add things in. And I think content repurposing is one of those things that you add in or you hire someone to help you add in as well. And I can't shout that out enough. Like if you're putting all of the investment in creating something and you have the budget, oh my goodness, hire someone like Casey to help you repurpose because you do have a gold mine of content that could be working for you in so many different spaces.
0: So true. Yes. And well said. And that's why it's one of my favorite things to help people with because I get to like spend time in your brand message. And like, I get to learn the things that you're teaching people, which are always super valuable. Like I'm always using concepts and things that I'm reading in my, my client's podcast content all the time. And so it's like a win-win situation for me. It's like, I get to help you and you indirectly help me with your (laughs) amazing genius and your words. So yeah, I think that was great place to put a pin in it for how to repurpose your podcast content. So if in 2024, you are looking to get some support with repurposing your content from your podcast, I would love to help. I have client availability. You can get in touch with me at www.kaseyhayes.com. That's K-A-C-E-Y-H-A-Y-E-S.com. Or you can email me, Casey at kaseyhayes.com.
1: I love it. Definitely reach out to Casey and get some help with your repurposing. If, so I'm viewing it this way, I'm a little bit biased, But I'm viewing the podcast as the steam engine that drives all of your content. So if you want to create a podcast or if you want to take your podcast to the next level so that you can feel like you are connecting with your audience in a more professional, more connecting, more relational, more you way, get on a disco call with me. You can do that through my website at karenhibner.com, C-A-R-I-N-H-U-E-B-N-E-R. And in that disco call, I'm going to give you an hour to ask me literally anything you want. You're probably going to receive a little bit of coaching because that's who I am and get some ideas for where you're going. And then from that, we could schedule a strategy session, which is a one-off session where I can give you a roadmap for where you want to go with your podcast and some of these ideas of how to repurpose it and make your podcast really work for you. And, or I can become your editor. So jump on a discovery call with me. I would love to be with you and would love to be on your show. Thanks for having us in your ears. And if you've gotten anything from this show, if you enjoy being with us, if you think we're funny, if you don't, don't say anything. (laughs) But if you love being here with us, give us a rating, give us a review. Send the episode to somebody via text, oh my gosh, or via email so that it can be in their ears if you think that it would help them as well. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Bye. 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 Bye.